TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and I am so grateful, I'm so happy, I'm genuinely excited to hear the voice for the 381st time on this podcast, the incredible wellness expert of the known universe. He is my brother from another mother. He's a Tigers supporter. I don't hold it against him. I love him unconditionally. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, DK. Uh, how are you, Piercey? Uh, welcome back to another podcast. How good's this? Um, we've got a bit of a live audience here. Some people are saying that they can't hear you. Some people are saying that they can hear you. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Now Jody's saying she can't hear a thing. Oh, she was hearing it before. Um, it's I, I, why, am I, why am I sensing you're going to want to go a third time lucky and see if we can nail this thing once and I don't for know. all? I don't get it. I don't understand. It was it was working. Um, and now it's not working. Oh. I don't know what's going on with you, Ecam Life. Oh. Yeah. It's a little bit hard. Yeah. Oh, dear. It's, um, I don't know what's happening there. They can they can hear you, but not super loud. I've got the Skype volume up. I'm doing everything right. But, you know, Ecam Live, if you've tuned in as one of our sponsors, it would be great for you to, <laughs> um, you know, help us out here. Throw us a bone or something. That would be great. Is there any? No, I'm looking at my levels. Am I coming in loud and clear from yeah. – uh, yeah. Yeah, South Golden Beach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Jodie Vassell says she's the only one who can't hear you. Oh, well. Well, maybe I just don't talk loud enough. I've always been a little bit quiet. I've always been a little bit on the shy side. Speak up, Marcus. Speak up. <laughs> now, I'm feeling for you and everyone in Victoria. Is my oh, yeah? is my sympathy misguided or it feels very um, – it just feels very down and, and sad and just – Frustrated, this six-week lockdown that every single—is it every Victorian or every Melbourneian—is uh well, as this gets released, they'll be in, embarking on. But where does it stand? And love and hugs to you and everyone in uh, Victoria. Well, you know, look, let's just say that the media is having a field day beating up on this, and the poor old us poor little Mexicans down here south of the border. Um, we love all your sympathy. You hate our guts just recently, and now you're throwing us sympathy, throwing us bones. Um, but really, we know that the bulk of Australia doesn't want Victoria to be part of Australia. We want to break away from us. We get it. Uh, we understand. But um, And we're happy to not be connected to the rest of Australia. Cause, oh, my yeah, gosh. Pretty much, oh, my gosh. Pretty much. We're fine. No, we're, is, yeah. So what's happening, Piercy, is that Melbourne is being – Lockdown, like Melbourne's locked down, and Victoria's not. No one in Victoria's allowed to cross any border. Otherwise, you'll go to jail for six months if you get caught. Um, so you can't go across any border. Otherwise, it's jail for six months plus a seventeen thousand dollar fine. If you leave Melbourne metropolitan area, it's a thousand dollar fine, um, give or take. You know, probably, so you, you know. Don't go to regional Victoria. Oh, no, 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 you're locked no. down. You're in your house. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, in your house. You can't leave your suburb. You can't leave your postcode, basically. Um, and is I don't it know Melbourne that... only? Is it like um, Ballarat, Bendigo, Torquay? No, re- no, they're fine. Uh, so Geelong's fine. Mornington Peninsula is now actually part of Melbourne. I didn't know that, but Mornington Peninsula oh, is... Mum's in lockdown then. 
So, yeah, we're locked in. Claire, we're Claire, locked Claire won't cope. She'll go nuts. She'll go ballistic. Mother Darling will just chuck a wobble. <laughs> She'll be like, chucking it. She's been She's sending fun. me Alan Jones videos talking about all of this and all the rest of it. It's, it's quite, as I said, it feels like, as even you were just talking about, the anarchy is rising. And I don't know if the anarchy is directed from non-Victorians to Victorians or if it's uh, Melburnians towards politicians or if it's uh, Melburnians in hotspots towards Melburnians not in hotspots or vice versa. It feels like there's many wars raging on all these different levels and even as, uh, and again, I'll be biased here, I was listening to a podcast with Craig Hutchison and Damien Barrett this morning called The Sounding Board and Craig Hutchison, who is not known for his empathy, he said, we all just need a little bit more empathy in this scenario. When all of this started, everyone was caring and checking on their neighbours and we're here for you and the rest. And now it's just turned ugly. Yeah. Yeah, it's turned ugly, but it's okay. Like It's okay for everybody outside of Victoria because they've gone back to their normal life. And I think what's made people so upset and frustrated here is that because of the actions of some very irresponsible people, um, all of the hard work that we did, and it was like Victoria went into the strictest lockdowns in the whole of the country at the start of it. You know, like we, we were, you know, we had very strict lockdowns imposed upon us, um, with the view of flattening the curve at the time. It was all about flattening the curve, um, and so the curve got flattened, um, and then people started to do silly things. And what we've since found out, and this may not be the only reason for this, but it's a reason, is that the security guards that were looking after the people that were in quarantine at the hotels were hanging out with the people in quarantine, sometimes with clothes off <laughs> and having a bit more fun than what they should have been. You can and never then, stop hu- humanity. You can never stop no, pro- You can never stop reproduction. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so they were banging away doing whatever they were doing. <laughs> Literally. And then, Ubers, <laughs> and then they were going off to parties and then they were just spreading love all over the place and it's – it's because of their poor behaviour. It's not because of the people that are in the high-rise. Um, it, it's not the housing commission. It's not that, though there might be some people in those spaces. We've got a situation in Victoria where it's all gone a little bit out of control and what has to happen, like it really does, if they want to get the numbers right down, they have to lock the place down. And, you know, I, for me, I'm going, well, it's a tough decision because from a business perspective and from an economy perspective, Victoria is going to be really hard hit here. It's going to be really, really tough, like really tough um, for the businesses. And then you kind of go, and I was speaking to some police officers yesterday in my practice and one of them had to go and, and he was, he had to attend a suicide. And so he attended a suicide two for the day. And the stat in Australia was something like, and I heard this, you know, don't quote me on this number, but I heard that, the number is something like one every hour at the moment, you know, which is far greater than the death toll that's coming from COVID. And this is the collateral damage. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of go, well, what's this? If we're losing some people to COVID, but our whole hospital system is geared and set up to manage it, like if it starts to explode, then maybe we've got to be careful. I don't know whether we're all being a little bit too cautious. Um, but look, I'd hate to be the Premier right now. I'd hate to be the Premier. Um, it would be a very, very difficult thing to you know, to kind of manage. Um, it's on between a rock and a hard place. Like from a business perspective, I think it's suicidal. It's just terrible. And then what that does to mental health and to the whole of the economy and the on flow from that is just, 
It's disastrous. Um, but, you know, if we're to try and eradicate it, there won't be a vaccine for this thing. I'm sure of it. Like, you know, there's not going to be one. Um, they're saying that it's not going to be in weeks, it's not going to be in months, it's not going to be in years. And so in order for us to try and get this under control, we either need to learn to live with it um, um, and, and or or just expect that, you know, we're going to be in lockdown all the time. So hopefully we'll learn to live with it, I reckon. My, my And again, I don't want this to be you know, morbid, but I do think it's so important that we raise this is that the uh and not to not to minimize the the death toll of, of COVID nineteen, but the 100%. death toll of people that didn't have COVID nineteen but have took their life or their life has been impacted um not beyond repair. I would never want to say that about any human being that they have done irreparable damage to their life or they've experienced irreparable damage, but if every single area of life, whether it's family, I feel for the people that were like, I can't bear living with this human being for another six weeks in lockdown. Like that's and and you spoke about suicide, and I'm glad you brought it up because I, I personally had um, someone that I grew up with take their life in the first lockdown phase, and I was I was shocked when I heard it, but when I put all the pieces together, I could see the environment was right for that, and like you said, there's no doubt the it is the silent killer that is not being statistically kind of the news is not going to share it and I understand that as well. But it's that's the part that I find, like you said, you the last person you'd want to be right now is the premier of any country experience or any state experiencing this type of problem. But yeah. it's so it's not as one dimensional. It's not just about the coronavirus. There's no. so many areas of life. Yes, they're complex. But physical health, financial health, family health, mental health, emotional health, professional health, social health, and all the rest of it. I feel my, my view is, again, I would be a shocking premier. I'd break all the rules all the time. But I feel like there's not enough fair middle ground in the conversation. It's all very one-dimensional. And that's the yeah. challenge that, again, I wouldn't want to have. But that that's how it seems from the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm I'm definitely hearing you and I know exactly what you're saying. Um, I also lost a mate um, to suicide in New Zealand, as you know, and yep. um, and that was very, very sad and his reasons were that he was locked in. So he was he was in hard lockdown. They had stage four lockdown in New Zealand. Um, he took his own life and that was horrendous and, you know, left a, a big hole in the family. So, you know, I know there's people out there doing it tough. Like, it's a really difficult time. Um, so, if you're chill- – sorry, 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 keep going. Sorry. I just think that what we've got to do is make sure that we, um, you know, we continue to stay in touch with people. Like, it's been – you know, today I've received, you know, text messages from people from Queensland, West Australia, New South Wales. I ignored the people from New South Wales. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you didn't take my call on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about you, New South Wales. <laughs> Especially you, Ravi. You oh, know. dear. So, but um, Ravi won't be listening. Neither will You should mother. see Facebook right. going nuts right now. There are laughs galore at your gags. <laughs> anyway, so I, um, you know, getting all these text messages, are you guys okay? And so I don't know what the news is up there. I'm not too sure. But, you know, basically we're not getting any other news about any other country unless the other country is doing really badly. Like if yeah. another country is doing badly, we get that news. If a country is doing really well, um, we're not getting that sound. news. Like yeah. that's not making the news anymore. Like it doesn't say, hey, this is how this country successfully managed it. 
we're just going, oh, this country's done a bad job. Oh, you know, they're really bad. I saw just before that, you know, Sweden, because they, they took the approach of... Um, let them all get it. Yeah, let them all get it and we'll lose a few. Um, they've had quite a high death rate, um, but they've also got almost... They've got through COVID pretty much with um, no economic impact. So that means now that they're able, wow. they're able to then... Con- so that, it hasn't affected other statistics. Wow. But if you think about it, like I was, I like I played golf this morning. That's how fortunate I am. Like I got to play golf this morning. I played golf um, in a group just before um, a couple of surgeons, and those surgeons are going, "This is crazy! Like this is crazy!" Like the surgeons are saying it, but the surgeons also now can't do elective surgery here in Victoria. So the public public hospital systems like blowing out of control. The private health systems like blowing out of control all just so that we've got enough space in the hospital for all of these people that are going to go to the hospital because of this COVID thing. But that's not what's happening. We know better how to manage it. Yeah. Um, you know, just because you get it doesn't mean you're going to end up in intensive care. And uh, 99% of cases are mild, isn't it? Isn't that That's not a lie. That's a statistic. Daniel Andrews, uh, our Premier, actually said that if you get it, for most people, the symptoms are so mild you won't even know that you've got it. Yeah. Like, if you get it, the symptoms are so mild you won't even know you've got it. So when you put that into context, now, and I'm going to put this into context, we've done nearly a million tests here in Victoria. A million. Out of 5 and, million residents. That's amazing. We've we've tested 20% of the population, right? Wow. So we, we've done an unbelievable job of testing it. And we've found nearly 3,000 people with it, right? That means that it's about 0.003% of the people who get tested have it. Now, more people than that in Victoria have heart disease, diabetes, mental health issues, um, cancer, so on and so forth. I've got a friend, one of my close friends needs to have an angiogram and he can't get into the public system because the public system has been locked down. He needs an angiogram and an angioplasty, so he needs a stent put in his heart. He can't get it at the moment because we've locked the hospitals down for COVID and that's considered to be an elective. That's considered elective? Yeah, until he has a I thought getting Botox was considered elective. (laughs) Getting an angiogram. If he has a heart attack, then it's not elective. But because he hasn't had a heart attack yet, but they've found the blockage. He's got a blockage. Um, they're not sure if it's one, two, three blockages, but if he's got a blockage, um, it's elective to fix it unless he has a heart attack. That's our medical system for you. Um, so not sorry, not our medical system. That's no, our it's policy system. makers. Yeah, that's our health system. So it's it's concerning. Like it's a real concern. So anyway, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. I think what we've got to do is think about all the things that. Uh, we have that are good. Like we've yeah. still got a lot of great things, you know. Just because we're locked down, it doesn't mean that the phones don't work. Just because we're locked down, doesn't mean that we can't speak nicely to our loved ones. Yes. Just because the you know the place is locked down, doesn't mean that we can't have great relationships with our work colleagues. Does, just because it's locked down, doesn't mean we can't exercise. Mm. There's so many great things that we can still be doing. Yes. So yes, it's a totally shit situation. Shit, situ- it's a situation. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> But what we want to what we want to focus on is what we can actually do. Like we can actually do some good stuff, and and, and that's what we're all about, PZ. We're about finding the silver lining. You and me, you and I, are optimists. 
Like, we see the good stuff. Like, even when there is shit, we notice that the steam is letting off, you know, vapors to water the next lot of plants. That's what we see. Like, we see that. So we we need to be thinking of all the great things that are happening. Is, so that, our, is that our best and our worst traits? I love being an optimist. Me too. But I often wonder if it's just absolutely crazy. 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 Um, it is crazy. I just want to say yeah. a little thank you to everybody who's listening and watching. Summer, you've been very active. Thank you. Wendy, um, always active, wonderful. Laura Barry says hi, and she's it's so great to see her there. Um, Nat Densley had to go and get adjusted, which I think is wonderful. Good on you, Natty. Um, good on you. Um, at least you're working on your immune system. Jodie's there. I don't know if Jodes is still there. Say hi, Jodes, if you're still there. You may have disappeared. You could have been uh, boring. Helen, did you stick around? It would be great to have you here. Um, of course, um, I know Timbo was here just before Tim Harkness, um, Kyle Brock's better half and, um, Kyle Brock's up here at the moment. I'm catching up with him. Hopefully. Kyle Broccoli was supposed to come to Melbourne. He was supposed to be, uh, filming. Oh. We won't let him in because he's from Sydney. He's from New South Wales. We don't want him. We don't want you. <laughs> but don't even come. <laughs> um, so I love hearing that you can, everything oh, that. James is there with Norell. That's good. Hi, Norell. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, I love hearing your optimism and can-do approach. Do you feel like um, I'm? I'm interested in the human nature side of this, and and because you are still in practice and you will see people regularly. Do you feel like the community, and by extent, because the community is a microcosm of of humanity, do you yes. feel like they have the em- emotional, mental, spiritual fortitude? to see out this next six weeks and, and come out of it strong. And I just want to add one more thing in here because when we all went into lockdown the first time, there yeah. were a lot of posts of, you know, uh, you know, fabled stories of this happening in past centuries and we'll all come out of this stronger and we're all going to cook and we're going to clean and we're going to connect and we're going to learn and we're going to read books we haven't read and watch movies we never watched and we'll all come out of it fabulously. And, and like you said, many states and many countries – are in that phase. Given what's happening in Victoria, do you feel, not just as a Victorian but as a human being, that that where you live has the fortitude to come out of this um, stronger, better, more resilient and the rest? Yeah, look, I think so. I think so. But I live in an area where we're pretty fortunate. You know, we live Bayside. We've all got nice houses. We generally drive nice cars. We've got access to fresh food and, you know, endless supplies of whatever we need. Um, so uh, for the most part, I think most of us will be fine. The challenge will be if people lose their business and whether or not they come out of it fine. So financially, that will impact many people. Um, and that's horrendous. Um, I, I know, And there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in Victoria that have lost their jobs. Um, and that, of course, makes people very angry and disappointed and fearful and scared. Um, they don't know what's going to happen. JobKeeper, we don't know if that's going to keep on going. So there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, and so the uncertainty might actually make people very um, agitated and frustrated and make rash decisions and become dangerous. And, you know, the roads are more dangerous. People are driving like crazy buggies right now. So that's, um, that's you know, there's, there's a number of things that are really concerning. There, there's no doubt, PC, that there'll be people that will come out of this very strong and very well. And there'll be people that come out of this very poorly and, or maybe don't even come out of it um, at all. Um, and, 
and we've we really have to rally the troops like we've got to rally the troops and so if you know people i think now's the time to be facetiming now's the time to be skyping zooming do whatever you didn't get done there's a lot of people listening to this that live in different countries a lot of people listening to this live in different states to victoria just get amongst it just get around us um we probably don't need your text messages to be honest with you (laughs) we really don't just pick up the phone and have a chat. Like that's, I mean, the text messages are nice. Oh, thanks for thinking of us. That's good. Yeah, but, but it's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah. yeah. Pick up the phone and have a conversation because it's really easy, you know. Um, yeah, I got a text message from LT. It was great to hear from LT. Um, but then I said, oh, mate, it'd be great to chat. And he said, oh, I'm away on holidays with my family. Can't t- chat. I'll chat, you know, tomorrow. I'm like, oh, geez, I'd love to be on holidays, you know. Yeah. So one breath I was going, oh, nice to hear from LT. Then I was like, oh. Stuff you LT on holidays. That's what I was thinking. But uh, so pick up the phone. It's nice. That's that's a way better thing to do. So um, yeah, you know. that's that's so, a really good call. Old fashioned, old fashioned. Everything we talk about on this podcast, the one hundred not out lifestyle, living yeah. it as best as you possibly can. Yeah. During this time, hey, I'd love to do uh, the, on the next episode of One Hundred Not Out. I'd love to yeah. pick your brains on. You mentioned it earlier about you know living in a more affluent. Um, suburb yeah. versus the low, for want of a better term, low socioeconomic areas. At the Wellness Summit last year, yeah. we, we shared the research of essentially people that have less financial assets, wealth, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, have more sickness, die younger, and yeah. the rest. I would love to dedicate a whole episode, if you're happy to, for me to grill you, on the yeah. link between low socioeconomic status, low yeah. financial wealth, yeah. and poor health and in this case more susceptibility to COVID-19 are you happy to have that conversation well yeah sure but I don't know whether or not there's an increased susceptibility to COVID-19 I think that there and maybe there is but I haven't seen that data but there's definitely greater susceptibility to the impact of COVID-19 so um, the impacts of COVID-19, you know, being job loss, being financial hardship, being increased stress, increased, um, you know, danger in the home, um, all of that sort of stuff. Like that, that, that's more likely to be, you know, a, a situation that occurs in in socioeconomic groups that are struggling yeah. to start with, you know what I mean? So that's, that's going to be tough for some people. Um, I'll do a bit of a dig around and see what I can find there, mate. Um, Wendy Stewart said she had to cancel six Reiki clients today, and so that's made her feel very sad. And, you know, another lady that uh, that I go and see, you know, for reflexology, Sam Langridge. Shout out to Sam. Oh, Although shout out, Sam. Wellness yeah. breakthrough yeah. Um, uh, body worker of a few years ago. Nice. Yeah. She's a legend. Exactly. Yeah, she's a legend. I don't know if she's still listening to this, but uh, if you're listening to this, Sam, great. If you're not, you won't hear this. <laughs> it's the shout um, out to people that aren't listening. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Shout out to people who aren't listening. Sam's going to have to close down again. You know, she's been doing reflexology. She's just started back up, got everything right again, and now she has to close it down, I think. So, or maybe she won't. Hopefully, she doesn't have to. Um, Helen Pocock says she's found people are more angry. That's what I just said, even when they are on holidays. I know, and part of this is, is that people can't rest. Like, they can't – they're not resting. Like, they're dreaming about stuff, and they're tossing and turning about stuff. And um, – and that in itself is a, some degree of insomnia, you know. Even though they might be asleep, they're not resting. And and this will have a negative impact for many years to come because that hormone imbalance that that actually creates is huge. Mm-hmm. And for us down here in Victoria, we're, you know, we can't 
get to anywhere that's warm. Um, and if we can't get somewhere that's warm, we want to go somewhere that's really cold like the snow, and we can't get there either. And so given that we did four weeks of lockdown at the start and now we're doing another six weeks of lockdown, there's 10 weeks of lockdown in total um, and, you know, with restrictions the whole way through, it's just going to take its toll. So expect a massive – in once the borders are open, just expect Victorians to exodus Victoria. Oh, my gosh. And every state in Victoria is going to cop us. We're just yeah. going to be there. And we'll spend heaps of cash because we haven't been able to spend on anything anyway. So Well, we, we can't, can't, we can't wait to have you. We Thanks. cannot wait to have you. And uh, our hearts go out to everyone in Victoria, um, metropolitan Melbourne, particularly at this time. Um, no doubt, not the news that anyone wanted. Uh, and yeah, our thoughts, uh, love and prayers with everyone. To all of our viewers and to our listeners of 100 Not Out, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. You can tune in to our Facebook Lives when we record this every Wednesday, sometime between 3 and 4, depending on the connections. That is at 100 Not Out, all spelled out on Facebook. On Instagram, we are at 100.notout. Um, you can connect with us uh, and be part of our 100 Not Out community there. Um, and again, we thank you for being part of the community. For more on Damo, head on over to damienchristoff.com. For myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Big thanks and shout Shout out to Joseph Tomo, our editor. He listens to every episode. Uh, thank Go you, on, Joseph. Joseph. Thank and you, to Cielo, who does no our point, social media. To all of our tribe, thank you. Love and hugs to you at this time. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.